0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sponsored by Brewers Outlet. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Regan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. The best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed second to none. I'll let Brewers Outlet, Regan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. It's been an intriguing 72 hours and maybe an intriguing last uh, 24 hours as to where things are headed. But before we talk about where things are headed, we will now take a pathway to destruction. <laughs>
1: Well, it has been intriguing, but I don't have anything on related to that today. Um, actually, both of my issues come from the Hall of Fame game last night. Hall of oh, Fame, you watched it? <laughs> I I watched about two minutes of it when I got home you last night. It? I did watch some of it. Yes, wow, I always do, baby. just because it's the first football game of the year. It's a it's an absolute slop fest. I'm not going to deny that, but. It's football. It's the first game that's back. I love Canaan, Ohio, so I've been there a couple times. So I just always like to watch for those sentimental reasons more than the game itself. But anyway, so afterwards, there's a story from ESPN about, it says literally, quote, Great Aaron Rodgers call lifts Zach Wilson to... uh Big pass that he had in the the game—the 57-yard pass he had, like in the first or second quarter. We have hit an all-time low with coverage of Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't even on headset last night. He just said he just gave the play. He just suggested the play to Nathaniel Hackett, and Hackett calls the play, and it works. It's not like it was even a touchdown. It was just to try to move the ball. So, because they were the Jets were backed up in their own end zone, and it's a perfect. It was a perfect ball. It was a nice. It was one of the bigger plays of the game the Jets had all night. But we have to link this to Aaron Rodgers. He didn't even formally call the play. He was just like, "Hey, coach, might be cool if we do this," in a fifth preseason game, and we're gonna call it a great call. Enough. I know you can't find a lot of storylines from this game. I understand that. But, like, this is an all-new level of low here with a guy that's already infatuating with the headlines. So, again, ESPN has hit an all-new low with Aaron Rodgers to continue to just infuriate us with all these different things that you can talk about with Aaron Rodgers. Might as well tell him, say that, hey, Aaron Rodgers made a great choice at the, at the restaurant the other day. That's a headline. I mean, what, what are we coming to here? I'm sure there was something else that you could have found instead of Aaron Rodgers making a half of a call to an offensive coordinator that led to a big play in the game. Come on.
0: Well, this is something I've talked about for years. You know, I I look at the headlines. Most of them are mush. They aren't headlines. Their definition of breaking news, mush. Their definition of alerts, mush. I mean, these, you know, I'm sorry. These are things that, as I was coming through the ranks, would have been, okay, whatever. They'd be the fluff stories. They act like they're all breaking news. Like, it's like, you know, well, you don't understand modern media. I understand media. I understand what's important and what's not. That's, that's irrelevant. Who cares? And I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. It's not even an interesting side story. Who cares? It's a preseason game. You made a suggestion? Great. I mean, guys are making suggestions all the time. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's absurd. There you go. I think it's absurd. All right, so things have been moving a lot. Uh, So we'll go with Pete Thamel's story. The Big Ten expected to move ahead with formal offer letters for Oregon and Washington. Sources said a vote by the conference, which is expected to be unanimous, would take place later today to formalize the two schools admission, barring any last-minute snags. Big Ten presidents and chancellors met Thursday morning and authorized Tony Petiti to explore adding Oregon and Washington. Now, look, they'd already been vetted, so that's not the issue. We'll get to the issue in a moment. The Big Ten had explored adding Oregon and Washington in the months following the addition of USC and UCLA, but the quest ended in part because of complications in funding the schools at a full share. Sources told ESPN that Oregon and Washington would be given partial shares as new members. Okay. So, let's start with this. As you know, and I've been adamant about this, that... I wanted to stay at 16 cuz I just think 16 is a is a really good number to work with and on top of that I also think it's easier to organize. Okay. That aside, you go with what's what's out there. I mean, I'm not in charge. So you react to what is out there. A lot has changed in the last 72 hours. And it started with obviously the colorado um, moved to the big 12 that's where it, that's where it started okay it was the colorado moved to the big 12 and when that happened that changed the mindset of many because then it came forward quickly that the Big 12 had its con- excuse me the Pac 12 had its conference call and the TV package presented by George Kleofkoff unfortunately did the expected and it fell on its face that then set in motion what has happened over the last 72 hours starting with that when that was presented and the remaining 9 schools saw the numbers laid out in front of them in black and white, the base numbers, the numbers they could get if they were to meet certain subscription thresholds, that's when a lot of people um, then looked around and said, "Uh, we have big trouble here. And Arizona started to then give indications that they would consider a move to the Big 12. Well, if Arizona goes to the Big 12, what becomes of Arizona State? Arizona State's leadership has been exponentially more conservative in their approach to this than Arizona has. Arizona State has had more of a feeling of wanting to stay within the Pac-12. Utah has has had more of a feeling of wanting to stay in the Pac-12. In Oregon and Washington, air has been one of the problems. Is that the Big Ten is not going to offer them a full number. They'll be... I don't even know if they'll be on the same plan that Maryland, Nebraska, and Rutgers were on. I mean, the only ones that came in as full members right away were Penn State, USC, and UCLA. Um And they didn't, uh, again, everybody has had this feeling of not being the one that would kill a conference, when in reality, the Pac-12 has been killing itself. They, and this is not all George Klyovkov plays. I mean, so let's not just lay it on the shoulders of one guy, because that's, that's not right, that's not fair, because he inherited a mess. Because Scott made a big mess out of this thing. And I remember when he made his TV deal in 2013, he was praised as the forward thinker. Look what he's doing. And you know, I remember then they had the Pac 12 networks. So I'm like, okay. But then you could see, like, two years in, that that deal was going to get surpassed that the Pac-12 networks couldn't get clearance anywhere. They were a lot of it was based on satellite and it just they couldn't get people to carry it. And the value of it, he kept promising them you're going to get x amount of dollars from the Pac-12 networks. And it never materialized. It never materialized. And so they've been headed down this path for a while, and USC, USC in particular got sick of this. They got sick of it. They looked around and said, you know what? we got to get out of this thing. And so when they saw the opportunity... Mike Bones, the athletic director, Carol Fultz is a very aggressive and very opinionated university president. Um, and, and so they called Fox, right? They called Kevin Warren, okay? They called Fox, okay? just called over to Beverly Hills and said, hey, what do you you guys think? (laughs) All right? So this is what they did. And that then escalated the talks and got them into the Big Ten. Now, it was easier for them to do this than compared to the Oregon-Washington situation. Because you were in the process of negotiating a new TV deal and my understanding was that USC, then then UCLA, got a hold of everybody in, like, March, I think, of last year. Which then started figuring into the TV negotiations. And, it, you know, the Big Ten TV deal goes, it's an, it, it, it starts out smaller and then goes to the really big numbers the last three years. So it builds itself up, but the last three years are the big numbers. Okay. And um, and so you had the deal in place for 16. What makes this a little more problematic in terms of the integration of this is that you already have a TV deal in place that everybody is getting, and I know the conference gets a cut, but everybody gets one sixteenth. Okay, if you don't get any more money from your TV partners, or you don't add in a TV partner, everybody's going to get one seventeenth and one one sixteenth. And you're saying you may be saying, well, what do you mean if you're adding two? That's eighteen. If they're getting half shares, half equals one one seventeenth. And I think when they asked Tony Petiti and this is his area of expertise I've never met the guy so I don't I don't know him at all I've never met him all right but this is his area of expertise media can you go to Fox and say look we need about 80 million dollars more per year to cover this is on average to cover Washington and Oregon for the next six years so it's about $500 million that you'd be asking your TV partners to pony up to maybe do a Friday night 10.30 package, a Saturday night 10.30 package, whatever or do you enter in with a streaming partner to cover the $500 million or thereabouts that you would need to cover six years, on the average, you will get some help financially with Big Ten Network being in Oregon and Washington, and then going to the full rate of being um, going uh, being a full rate. Where I think that I think the number triples if you're in the footprint. So you'll get just from. TVs in both states you'll get some revenue from that that will help offset but you're going to need more than that to offset them coming in so people are not sitting there saying well gee I went from 116th to 117th and if you're wondering when they would come in Well, they would come in starting next year. Their contract, like USC and UCLA, runs out August 1st next year. They would become full members of the Big Ten beginning August 2nd. That also means that those schedules you saw that were put out about three and a half weeks ago have to be redone. And the integration work being done on USC and UCLA for all the other sports... Has to be redone. Now, the question is what, you know, if I'm a TV network and I'm approached about this, I go, okay, Oregon, Washington, okay, I can buy in. But on my 1030 package, am I going to get a lot of Maryland, Oregon, Rutgers? Washington, Indiana, Oregon Northwestern, Washington am I going to get a lot of that? and I say that with all due respect but just from TV viewership I picked four of the lowest football TV viewerships and that's a question that has to be asked by a streamer if you go to them and has to be asked by a TV network if you go to them what am I going to end up with here? It would, it would ease some of the scheduling burden in November about having nationally televised games. Because you can then have nationally televised games on NBC, and there's five of them scheduled in the month of November for Saturdays plus Black Friday. We have five of them scheduled in the month of November. Now you can have West Coast start times of 4.30 in the afternoon that are 7.30 in the East in four different locations, that would be available for you to do it. Thus, you're not playing a night game at Ohio State. So there are certain elements that are pluses to this, but I still think that as you go through this, I think now, for Tony Petiti, the big job will be um, to find... Revenue to offset the share you're going to give to Washington Oregon because your TV contract has already started and you cannot ask everybody to then take a lesser share to make this happen. And I would think that has to be part of the job here to get people to vote yes because Wisconsin, the people of Wisconsin are not enamored with this. The people at USC are not enamored with this, but the vote will end up being unanimous. But I would think that the onus down goes to the commissioner to go to Fox, CBS, NBC, or to an outside partner like Amazon and say, Hey, look, this is what we need. We need over the next six years. You know, because this year's out, you don't have to worry about this year. The final six years of our deal we need to cover approximately 450 to 500 million dollars and i don't know for example what the arrangement is with peacock as to whether it's written in that they have exclusivity to national streaming now CBS is Paramount Plus but Paramount Plus is not going to be carrying any Big Tech games Peacock is exclusively so do they have the exclusivity on streaming and would they have exclusivity then or the right of first refusal on the 1030 I don't know what the contract says but Rutgers in Maryland and Nebraska all had to be integrated in anyway that's the way it was done but... And the pro- the problem that, like, for example, I've talked about Rutgers not getting a full share until 27. The only reason for that is, and I've tried to explain this a million times, but I'll explain it for a million and one, all right, is that they borrowed, they were so in debt, they borrowed against their future earnings in the Big Ten. Thus, because of that, they're not getting... What everybody else is getting Because that's their way of paying back the loan Or the loans And Maryland I think was in the same boat For for a period of time as well like that Oregon and Washington would not be in that boat This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, sponsored by Brewers Outlet. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, Domestics, Micro Brews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the Barrels and the Dills indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, which is 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Look, the bottom line is that the Pac 12, or what's left of it, Pac 9, made one last uh, shot at trying to keep everybody together with their meeting this morning. And it appeared that there was some momentum going into the day that it was possible that they could somehow, some way, keep the rest of the band together. But when the meeting broke up and there was no agreement, and when the meeting broke up, there was no rush for anybody to sign a grant of rights. That's when everything spiraled. Tony Petiti may have been talking with, or his representatives may have been talking with people from Washington and Oregon last night, and they at least knew going into the meeting today what the potential numbers would be going to the Big 10 there's no question that the numbers would be better. Now remember when Scott signed his deal in 2013 you do know that the, that moment at least for the next couple of years the Pac-12 schools were making more money than the Big 10 schools. That's why it was ha- it was hailed as a great deal, it was hailed he was hailed as a great commissioner, and then as time went on now the numbers started getting passed And the Pac-12 networks were going nowhere Meanwhile, BTN is thriving Once they got on Time Warner and, and Comcast They began to thrive That was in the second year in 2008 And then the story comes out That they, Comcast overpaid So now the, big, the Pac-12 stools had to all get together And they had to start giving money back well, USC got sick of this, and I mean that's the bottom line. They got sick of it. I said we've had enough. UCLA, this was more of survival because between declining attendance and uh, and COVID. They fell, and a deal with Under Armour that got flushed. They fell $104 million in debt. So when they heard about USC and the Big Ten, they were like, hey, how about us two? Why don't you take both of us? Because this was their lifeline to get out of it. The Pac-12 was not going to be their lifeline to change right? their debt numbers. Going to the Big Ten would change their debt numbers and get them into the black from the red, probably midway through this contract. Oregon and Washington have been sitting there. They wanted to get into this thing a year ago. Kevin Warren was all gung-ho, but and I expressed the opinion, and I still stand by it. I'm not going to change my opinion on something like this. All right? I'll I'll adapt. I'll adapt my opinion because I have no problem with Oregon or Washington. Zero. None. Football, basketball, no issue. But I like the idea of, look, I think 16 is the right number. It's a number you can work with, and you need to fully integrate USC and UCLA and find out what you need to tweak in your model once you're using practical application to do it. To me, that was the common sense way of doing it, and I felt like that's the direction The Big Ten was going in, and everywhere I went, whether it was the bowl game or whether it was the Big Ten basketball tournament where I had a chance to talk to people, I was getting that sense that they were feeling the same way. Okay. But what's happened here is that with all the missteps that have been made by the Pac-12, George Kleofkoff, was not able to pull a rabbit out of his hat because there isn't a lot of interest in the product, and the TV networks determine interest. Right? Everybody may love Stanford, but there is not a TV executive that sits there and goes, "Hey, I heard they're great at volleyball." They're like, "Going, they're like, that's that's good. Let's talk football. That's what we carry. Let's talk basketball. That's what we carry." They only care about the products that they're carrying. Okay? That's what they care about. That's business. So Oregon and Washington are good brands that play, for the most part, good football. And Washington basketball is like, eh, it's really no better than okay. Oregon's been very much up and down. Final four one year for Dana Altman. Last couple of years they've been down. I mean, it's interesting where they've been. So now the question will be to me that a payoff in this happens is if the college football playoff goes to 16 games and now the door's open for you to get four And who knows if you hit the jackpot, five teams in. Because there's going to be one more at-large bid in all likelihood available. Instead of having the five Power Five conferences and the one group of five and now six, and if you go to 16, 10 at-large spots available, the Pac-12 would be out of it, so you'd have four and a group of five and 11 spots available. All right. Right now you'd have what, under twelve it would be seven at large spots available. Well if you're sitting there now and you're you have eleven at large spots available, how many SEC and how many Big Tens can you get in? And that's where the payoff is going to be in the expansion of the playoff. I still go back to, and again, this is another reason why the Pac-12 has not received the media interest. ESPN has extended itself tremendously on rights, the NFL rights, getting the NHL back. They still have to bid for the new NBA rights. Instead of paying $1.4 billion, which is what they're paying now, they could be paying upwards of 3 to $4 billion a year for that. Well, that's money that would not go to it. I mean, do I need to negotiate another conference when I know I've got that potential bill hanging there, and it's a, it's a rights rights I have to have, and I need to keep the college football playoff. I may have to share it with one or two other partners, but I still want the semifinals and the finals to be on my network. So that's where th- what they ran into. That's what they ran into. Now, as for the schools themselves, everyone's been talking about going to Los Angeles. Oh, that trip to Los Angeles and the L.A. schools. Seattle's further away, you know. And by the way, Los Angeles to Portland or Los Angeles to Seattle is not a short trip either. That's, But everything has happened so fast. I think the, the prevailing thought was pretty simple. In the end, they didn't want to do anything, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to do anything, but you know what? The way this is going, everybody's going to be a free agent. We might as well get the two best free agents out there because, again, no grant of rights, no exit fee. Okay? That makes it seamless. It's not easy to do it, but it's still seamless. All right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
1: back here on the Steve Jones show News Radio 1070 WKOK Matt Catrillo here with you Steve in the Sunbury Motors studio Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com and as always Friday show brought to you by Brewers Athletic Reagan Street in Sunbury the beverage supermarket so again if you're just joining us, the Big Ten is expected to move ahead with formal offer offer letters for Oregon and Washington. According to ESPN's Pete Thamel, a Big Ten vote is expected to take place later today to formalize their admission, barring any last-minute snags. And so we'll sounds continue like a, well, to react Sounds to that.
0: like a meetings. We lead the league in last-minute snags. F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells foul. Is yeah. D- Not true? I mean, Tell me you're wrong. <laughs>
1: I don't disagree.
0: <laughs> so this is where we stand. Uh, I, the landscape changed so much in a week. And... I don't know if the thought process was, well, gee, if we don't get Oregon and Washington, they'll go to the Big 12. I don't know if we don't go with Oregon and Washington, they
1: go to the ACC. I don't know. Well, Adam Rinderberg just tweeted this about 15 minutes ago. Oregon and Washington would be all sports additions to the Big 10 beginning in right. 2024. Football schedule will need to be redone after a lot of work into the Flex Protect Plus model for 16 teams.
0: Right. Well, I mean... But didn't we already say that? What's the, <laughs> What's the difference between saying that and what we've said on this show the last 48 hours? It's almost verbatim what we've said. They'd go in for every sport. It would be 2024, because that's when their grant of rights runs out. And... They have to redo the, the schedule. <laughs> Didn't we already say all that? Yep. <laughs> no, no offense. That's officially confirmed. <laughs> but, yep. But, but just just because he said it, what's the difference? <laughs> it's like it's. I like him a lot, you know, and he's just report doing his job and reporting. But with saying that, it's like what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, of course, they have to redo it. And Oregon and Washington will have each other as uh, rivalries. That'll be the only one that will change. There's will be nobody's gonna sit there and go, "Hey, I pick Oregon. <laughs> I'm gonna fly out there every two years." I don't think so. It's not gonna happen. All right. I don't. I don't even know if UCLA and Washington would pick Oregon. I mean, I don't. Th- I can't see UCLA, USC. Picking either one of them to be a rival. They didn't want him in to begin with. (laughs) Why would they pick him as a (laughs) rival?
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be like, pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm saying, but in terms of like picking out the rivalry, like they're talking about designated a rival, Oregon and Washington would designate each other as a rival. Okay, that's fine. But, um, but i can't see usc after like well they didn't really want to share the landscape out there with them to begin with why would they pick them as a rival ucla maybe and if these two get in who knows how many years it's going to be before penn state plays oregon or washington Who knows? Could be right away. Could be four years off. See, what I liked about, again, let's go back to the 16. What did I like about the scheduling model? The biggest part of the scheduling model I liked you play everybody home and away over a four year span. That's a conference. You play everybody home and away over a four year span. Now you're going to add two, and you can't do that. That was the biggest part of the scheduling model I liked. I mean, the part about the two out of three, you know, where you're going to play, you know, Penn State's going to play two out of three between USC. Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. And same thing for Michigan, Ohio State, and USC, where they'll play two out of three in, in a rotation. That, for TV, that makes total sense, and I got that part. But that wasn't the part I liked the most. The part I liked the most was the fact you played everybody home and away in a four-year span. That's a conference. That's how a conference should be. Right? That's why the SEC, which it just manipulates everything, everything they do. Right? Their schools, I mean, again, Georgia. Texas A&M has been in the SEC since the 2011 season. Georgia has never played a football game at Texas A&M. Really? Okay, that's a conference? Really? They've never played a game in College Station? That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to operate. And even, in, I mean, there are teams in the National Football League that, for example, the 32-team league that are in different conferences, different divisions, the whole thing, but they end up playing. Since 2011, they've all played each other. <laughs> you know, since 2011, they've all played each other in the NFL in one form or another. Georgia has never played a game in Texas A&M, Never. And they've been, and they haven't been in the league for three, four years. They've been in the league since twenty eleven, and they've never played a game there. But again, as I say a thousand times, the SEC, and they're going to, and they're going to be allowed to get away with it more and more. They are TV partners with ESPN, and ESPN is not going to sit there and where seldom is heard a critical word. So... There you go. So we'll see how the rest of the day plays out. Let's see if the vote takes place um, before the show's over with. Usually these things happen late in the Friday afternoon. That's how Matt breaks the bad news to Lisa every week. Friday at 10 p.m.
1: Yeah, we all love the late Friday afternoon news dumps. Oh, that's what it's become. It's almost
0: become comical. Right to the point where... um, Everybody talks about it. And you're no longer getting away with it because everybody points it out right away. Now, this is just pure circumstance. I mean, let's face it. They had their conference call today and in the conference call today they didn't hear the answers they wanted to hear so like (laughs) we need a landing spot help us land the plane